0: Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Hello,
1: and welcome to the second season of The Old Gay Men and Their Dogs. It is our 91st episode, day 249 of the year 2023. My name is Patrick Finn. And I am here with the genteel Tommy Gibbons. Hey, bitches. How are you, Tommy? I'm okay. How are you? All right. We haven't seen each other for most of the summer.
0: It's been glorious. (laughs) And how did you spend your summer? I spent my summer exactly the same way I spent the other three seasons. Which is? Uh, Going to work. Okay. You you just... You know, I didn't, mean, not, not like I traveled. It's not like, you know, me and the kids went to Hershey. You know, none of that, none of that nonsense. Okay, no traveling, no you know, sightseeing. No, no traveling, no sightseeing. I did get as far as Garden City. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Yes, yes, yes. So lovely. Garden place. City's lovely this time of year. Yes, uh, it was um, uh, Museum Row. Ooh. So it was that sort of uh, expansive industrial part of Garden City. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so.
1: Cool. That sounds exciting. What did you do? We had a busy summer, believe it or not. Even though we didn't go away anywhere, which I'll get to at the end. Of the, I'll tell you what I did all summer. But first, I was busy doing Shakespeare in the Park this summer. My first outdoor show in God, God knows how many years. Probably about 15 about 15 years or so. That shit will kill you. And well, thankfully, it wasn't that hot during the performances. It could have been a lot worse. Tech Week the, fir- the, the first rehearsal of Tech Week, the first Monday, was boiling outside. We ended up having rehearsals inside for the rest of the week because it was
0: so damn hot. So we used to do shows for, like, the town, like the town of Hempstead. The town of Hempstead has three or four parks in it, and, and each park has a summer camp program, so they would hire us to come in and do the shows. Yeah. Um, and we would do, like, a 10.30, a 12.30, and a 2.30. okay all in a different park. And right? so we do one town on one okay. One the the audience for the uh, the, the audience for the two thirty happens to be the same as the audience for the twelve thirty. Only now they have to sit on this black pavement that outside of a field house. Oh my God. Where they that they've supplied us. Okay. So the kids are sitting on this basically driveway oh, that's no. been sitting in the sun all they, that 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 you could feel it through your shoes. That's bad. (laughs) That's pretty
1: bad. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. No, we didn't have such uh, harsh conditions to perform (laughs) under. We well, we were at the Argyle Park in Babylon, which was really nice. A beautiful beautiful gazebo. A beautiful park. Beautiful park. I haven't been there in a long time. I forgot how beautiful it is. And then we also performed (laughs) in the village square in Lindenhurst. Okay. Which was a challenge because you're competing with the traffic. Which is going by. Yes, it's And all. plus, you're right adjacent to the Long Island Railroad exactly. Station. So, trying to recite Shakespeare as the w- westbound train is going by is not that was a challenge, to say the least. Probably for the audience, too. Yes, it was. But it was fun. It was what kind good? of audience was that? We had good, so- we probably had better audiences, I think, in Babylon than we did in Lindenhurst. Probably because you can hear better in the, at the yeah. Babylon location. Yeah.
0: Where in that park do they?
1: It's on the south side of the park. There's a canal area where the boats are. People can park there. There's a gazebo area there, and they have all seating on both sides of the gazebo. Yeah. That was a nice location, yeah. It was fun playing Prospero, though a tough part to learn. I wasn't off book until, like, like the Monday of Tech Week, I was still not completely off book, and I was in a sheer panic, because it was such a large role. I couldn't believe what a large role it was. But actually, it worked out, because the role I'm in now, because so I'm in rehearsals for this play, Red, and it's a two-character play, and that's a large role. My character, Marth Rothko, doesn't shut up. He- Pontificates, pontificates, pontificates. But it's Is actually Does that
0: sound familiar to you?
1: No, not at all.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> but it's actually been easier to learn after doing the Shakespeare. Much easier to learn. I mean, I'm off book and we don't open I'm pretty much off book and we don't open for another two weeks yet. So that's been a good experience was doing Shakespeare this summer.
0: Okay, good for you. Yeah.
1: And then also we did a little bit of sightseeing. We went to Ohica Castle oh, in Huntington. Pretty there. Absolutely beautiful yeah, it's place. Pretty there. For those of you who don't know it's located up in Huntington. It's maybe like a it was like a 20 25 minute ride for us going up Route 110. It's this beautiful estate and mansion it was built by this man named Oscar Herman Kahn, which is how they got the name of the castle. They took the first two letters of each of his names. So that's why it's Ohika. It was Otto Kahn. Yeah, I'm sorry, Otto Herman Kahn. And did you know he was also the model for the Monopoly man? No, but that's funny, right? <laughs> So yes, we actually we went there, we took the guided tour. Absolutely gorgeous mansion. Really the rooms are unbelievable. Plus we saw the catering hall they built uh, as an attachment, which is fabulous. And they've had a lot of celebrity weddings in this place, and I'm sure they they must use this. It's this big round room. Okay. Huge. Beautiful. What a great place to have a wedding reception. Oh my god, this is gorgeous. (sighs) There's a whole bunch of that on Long Island. Those, uh, the, the houses, the big houses. The oh big houses. yeah, right. There's yeah, these mansions. Well, because this was part of like the Gold Coast mansions, although I think it was maybe I think it was built even earlier than the Gold Coast uh, wave. Uh,
0: which one, the uh, Ohika Castle? Ohika, yeah, probably.
1: But yeah, that was that was really a, it was
0: worthwhile seeing. Plus, and then we had lunch there afterwards. Nice. Yeah, had it a convenient. nice little lunch. Yes, it was all within a half hour's drive of here in Farmington. Exactly. What could go wrong? Nothing. So it was a good day. <laughs> yes, it was. All right. And then about
1: two weeks ago, we went to go see a Long Island institution. We saw the Big Duck in the Flanders section of Riverhead. Oh, on Long Riverhead. Island. All right. We had never been to the Big Duck. And what'd you do there? We saw there. We posed for pictures. We went inside the Big Duck, which is a gift shop. So we bought a few little odds and ends there. What are we got like a refrigerator magnet oh, and a calendar. Do. And we went there. We brought Abigail with us. And we got pictures outside of the Big Duck. And then we went home. Oh, okay. <laughs> We just wanted to say, we We, saw the big duck. duck. One of the few Long Island institutions we haven't seen, so.
0: Okay, good for you.
1: But the one thing we didn't do this summer, and it was the first time for both of us in like 30 years (laughs) that we did not do it at all this summer, well, willingly, because last summer we couldn't because of my seizure. Yeah, that was not the only time, and then of course, the year before, that was COVID. Okay. But this year was the first time we chose not to go to Cherry Grove at all this summer. I noticed that. Well, number one, as I think I've told the story before of how we lost the lease to the place. Right, right, right. How they right. really didn't give us enough time to respond. Yeah, yeah, but plus they're... they wanted full payment six months in advance. Well, they're gonna
0: get it from somebody. Yeah,
1: and and of course they incre- They increased the rental of rates. They did. Well, this summer, like I said, the Shakespeare kept me busy enough on the weekends. But we were just like you know, just to go over there for a day trip between the parking, the ferry. You're gonna eat there. You're going to drink there. And from what I hear, everything there now is way
0: overpriced. Well, evidently, the Ice Palace has shifted hands. Yes. It came into new ownership. And it, their intent is to gloss the place up a little bit. And yeah. Which is the shown they had, had Palapone. Yes. They had, uh, what's the name? Um...
1: Animatronic from Scissor Sisters has been DJing
0: there. Uh, oh
1: God, I love Scissor Sisters.
0: Me too. Oh, uh, what she was she she was the original lady in the lake in Spam a lot. I saw her too. She was great. Ramirez, Sarah, Sarah Ramirez. Ramirez. She was great. Yeah, um, she was there. So yeah, uh, yeah. So what they're classing it up, and I'm sure it's expensive, and it's. But
1: I'm but we saw like we're not the only ones with this complaint we saw on Facebook this guy he's been a bartender for years in the lion gay community I remember him down from NEMs and uh, he and his lover would always get a house there for the season they would work I think he would work in cherries well this year they just they decided not to get a house because the homeowner raised the seasonal rent 30 percent. Oh wow! So they said the hell with this. It, it, they're they're turning the Grove into something that it was not meant to be. This well, exclusive place, you know. The and, Pines makes more money, probably. Oh yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah, I'm sure they do. And but why like said, the but the Grove was distinctly not like the Pines, and I'm afraid it's going to turn more and more into that. Fear not, young lad. what's <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's happening. So it was kind of sad that we didn't go at all this year, but we looked at it. We saved some money too, you know. <laughs> You spent it on other things, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah.
0: You could day trip to the duck, we could day
1: trip to the duck, didn't cost us a thing it except gas money. gas money and, and a few souvenirs. A
0: magnify, a magnify mm-hmm. refrigerator,
1: yes. So, anyway, that was it for my summer. So, shall we move on to our first segment then?
0: Sure. Mm. <coughs> <coughs> Yes, it's time for a little heavy petting. I think, first of all, it's ridiculous that you laugh every time you hear it. Well, I love this, I I love watching your reaction to it. I, and secondly, <laughs> I can't believe you don't hear that mechanical robot sound. No, I don't. Well, I hear smooching. Okay, so what's on the topic? Well, there was a, a dog food
1: recall. Oh, dear. A company called Mid-America Pet Food of Mount Pleasant, Texas, is recalling a one lot of its Victor Super Premium Dog Food, High Pro Plus, because of potential salmonella poison contamination. All right. They issued the recall after a sample of that dog food tested positive for salmonella. Salmonella and a random sampling test done in South Carolina. This only concerns the five-pound bags of this dog food. So it's not like not like all this brand's dog food. It's only like these five-pound bags of the Victor's Super Premium Dog Food High Pro Plus. They, they all sound like, like motor oil. I know, right? <laughs> they have all these long names, like you should be impressed by. It's like, what does it mean? What does High Pro
0: Plus mean? How much is a lot? I, what do you mean a lot? Well, you said that they lost a lot, like as a measurement tool. They what lost. You, go but You have to go back to the beginning of the story. I, I said that they recalled one lot of the, of the product. And I'm asking, well, how much is a lot? I
1: don't know. Okay. That I do not know. But I, I'm sure it's. A lot. A lot. <laughs> I, I actually never heard of this food brand. Maybe it's very popular in the South or out West or whatever. I'm not, I don't know if it's up here in New York at all. All
0: right. So, if, uh, Have yeah. you ever had a dog
1: experience salmonella
0: no. contamination I, I've, here? I've, I've had very little uh, contact with salmonella.
1: Well, I was reading about it because I really didn't know much about it. Oh, and I Jesus. found out that not only does it affect the dog that eats Anything with salmonella, it's also a risk to humans, especially children, the elderly, and the immunocompromised. A dog with the infection can be lethargic, and have diarrhea, fever, vomiting. Uh, some dogs may experience appet- uh, decreased appetite, fever, and abdominal pain. But they can infect other humans with it as well. So they think if your dog has eaten his product or is displaying symptoms, you should go to your veterinarian immediately. Other humans... Yes,
0: they can infect other humans. The dogs can, yes, infect with other humans. Yes, okay. So you got to be careful. Yes, you do. Because, because the dog could infect another human. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Is there a problem with what I said? Mm, yeah, but bad. what's the problem? <laughs> um, never mind.
1: Anyway, we move on now to our dictionary of dogs, our canine compendium. All right. And we left we left off on the letter H the last time, so we are now up to the letter
0: I. I. I Hound. I Bs in... No, we're past the IBs. Okay. Um... But it is after it named after a country. Okay, okay. Irish Wolfhound. Nope. Irish setter. Nope. Irish <laughs> Irish uh Springer Spaniel. Nope. <laughs> Indian. Think uh, think north of Ireland. North of Ireland. What the fuck? Little is Northwest north of, of Ireland. Iceland. Iceland. Icelandic wolfhound. No. Icelandic uh, go forgetter. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the famed go
1: forgetter. Yes. Uh, I'm not familiar with that breed. Or they're
0: specific to Iceland because they're all white.
1: <laughs> of course they
0: are. It's, yeah. So that's so the golfers don't see him. Well
1: wow. <laughs> today we're talking about the Icelandic sheepdog. Oh, I love sheepdogs. And here's a picture of
0: it. Oh, 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 yeah. That okay. is an
1: Icelandic sheepdog. It is a breed of dog of the Nordic Spitz type. Yeah, it looks a like a Spitz. A Spitz is a type of dog. It consists of about 68 breeds, character- characterized by long, thick fur and by pointed ears and muzzles, which this dog obviously has.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It uh, it's the only dog indigenous to Iceland. Okay. And traditionally used for herding both sheep and horses. How'd it get there? They believe Vikings brought it over in the 9th century.
0: Okay. It looks like a cute little thing. I right?
1: Mean, not for me. It stands about 18 inches tall, weighs between 20 and 30 pounds. It has a thick double coat. Its colors are tan, black, chocolate brown or gray, but all with white markings. Little known story or fact... Plague and canine distemper destroyed over 75% of the breed in the late 19th century, which led to a ban of importation of dogs to Iceland. And in the late 20th century, the purebred Icelandic sheepdog was again bordering on extinction. As of today, there are about 5,000 registered
0: purebred Icelandic sheepdogs, and and do they whether uh, they herd sheep and horses, sheep and horses. Yep, little, little, little bitch like that get kicked by a horse. Forget about it. You know, he, he lands in the next farm. Uh, I've seen smaller dogs herding.
1: Bigger animals. Yeah,
0: yeah, I don't. Yeah,
1: but that's the tale of the Icelandic sheepdog.
0: I'm thrilled to to know all of that information. Oh, look at this one! Oh, look at the face on this one! Look at
1: that! Yes, very cute. That's adorable. He's
0: very cute. But yeah, that's the
1: story of the Icelandic sheepdog. Okay, good for them. We now move on to our next topic.
0: Happy birthday! Many happy returns! A very happy birthday!
1: Yes, yeah, it's time for today's birthdays. Parade of the dead. And we <laughs> And we got two today. They're both dead, of course. Both One is dead. a lesbian and one's a gay man. All right. Which do you want to hear about first? The uh, lesbian or the gay uh, man? The lesbian. The lesbian. She was born oh. September 6, 1860. Oh dear. She uh, be, was known as a settlement activist, a reformer, a social worker. What's a settlement activist? Well, there was this uh, it was called settlement activism. And what it, it was a group of social workers, and they believed that the rich and poor should live in close proximity to each other. Okay. So there's this way they can interact and learn from each other. And that didn't go over very well at all. Well, one of the actually that she's most famous for setting up a settlement house called Hull House in Chicago. Hull House? Hull House. H-U-L-L. Hull. Not Ho House. Hull. I thought you said Hull. And it provided extensive social services to the poor and to the immigrants. In 1920, she was also the co-founder of the American Civil Liberties Union. Okay. She was also an advocate for world peace. And in 1931, she became the first American woman to be awarded the Nobel Peace Prize.
0: Right, it's Debbie something. What? It's Debbie something.
1: It's not Debbie. Debbie? Her name is Jane. Jane Adams. Jane Adams. A name I've always heard, never learned about in school. Did you ever learn about her in school? I thought her name was Ed. <laughs> Well, it's Jane. Jane. She was known for having two romantic partners. One was named Ellen Starr, with whom she co-founded Whole House. Her later partner was a woman named Mary Rosette Smith. And they basically were together for 40 years. Oh, God. Her partner died in 1934, and then Jane Adams died in 1935. All right. Well, quite a life. Good for her. Right? Good for her. So to Jane Adams, we say... <laughs> Happy birthday, James! Our next birthday celebrant is a name we have talked about endlessly here. He was born September 6, 1947, in the Watts section of Los Angeles. He developed. Sylvester. Yes! Very good! How did you know that? First clue. <laughs> <laughs> He developed a love of singing through the gospel choir of his Pentecostal church, but he left the church after he expressed disapproval of his homosexuality, which well, they was didn't like it. Quite open about it. He then found friendship among a group of black crossdressers and transgender women who call themselves the Discotes. He moved to San Francisco in 1970 at the age of 22, where he eventually joined the avant garde drag troupe, the Cockettes.
0: So he crossed the bridge.
1: Anyway, in the mid 70s, he began a solo music career and he released his first solo album in 1977. At this time, he was uh, grouped with a pair of backup singers Mm -hmm. who were known
0: as the Ronettes. No, the Ronettes. Sylvester and the Pussycats. No. Sylvester and... Martha Wash. and... The Birds. Oh, Mar- Martha Martha, Wash, and uh, I don't fucking know Patrick. Well, Walsh. who
1: were they when they sang with Sylvester? Do you the remember? The Weather Girls. Before they were the Weather Girls,
0: they were... They were the Weather Babies. No, they were Two Tons of Fun. Two Tons of Fun. I, re- I often... How could won- you not remember that? I often wonder <laughs> what happened to them. Oh, they became the Weather Girls. And then they released the song that has yet to stop playing. I believe that song is playing... <laughs> Somewhere it's Raining Man is somewhere always playing. And always playing. It was always playing. Somewhere in the world, that song is playing right now.
1: Uh, oh my god. But in 1977, he released his first solo album, but he had his first big hit in 1978
0: with this song. <laughs> Sounds like <Rossi> real quick. <laughs> if you if you were like not to know that that was a man singing that what's that if you were not to know that that was a man singing that you would think it was a woman believably easily okay easily I immediately thought of Roxy Walker. <laughs> Who played Mother Jefferson on the Jeffersons. No, she didn't. I thought that,
1: she did. No, the, the Willises. Oh, she played Mrs. Willis? Helen Willis. Okay, I that think... was
0: Roxy Roker. I always thought it was the old lady. No, no, <laughs> Roxy Roker is Lenny Kravitz's mother. Oh, shit, that's what I forgot about that. She was fabulous. Well,
1: anyway. I hope that's her name. But Sylvester released nine albums, including a live one, which I have, called Living Proof. Really good live album. I really like it a mil- lot. Yes. Uh,
0: Idea for like when you have to fill a week when we can't be here. Yes. Just do a Sylvester. uh, (laughs) An episode just devoted to Sylvester. You could easily fill it. I could. He's one of
1: my queer heroes. I've heard this a hundred times. But probably his biggest hit, especially in the '80s, was this song. (laughs)
0: sounds like a woman. Right? As a matter of fact, this may be the moment that I'm learning that it's not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I can see myself on roller skates on this, you know, to this. This is so ubiquitous at the time.
1: I remember dancing to the song in college every freaking weekend at Hofstra USA in a big bar in the area you can dance. This song always played. Always. I think I always thought it was a woman. I think I did too. I mean, I wasn't as familiar with Sylvester then as I am now. That's a, that's a good song. I love that song. Great dance yeah, song. Yeah, it's a
0: great dance song.
1: But unfortunately, uh, Sylvester died on December 16th, 1988, of age-related complications. Oh,
0: well, I'm sure he'd be happy you telling everybody that.
1: On September 19th of 2005, he was one of three artists inducted into the Dance Music Hall of Fame, alongside Sheik and Gloria Gaynor. Oh, my God, Sheik. Oh, my God, Gloria Gaynor. Right? Oh, my God, Sheik. And in 2020... In 2019, the song "You Make Me Feel Mighty Real" was selected by the Library of Congress for preservation in the National Recording Registry for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant.
0: You make me feel that one. Yep. Okay, good for them. Congress yeah. over there. Yeah. Play, play that around Mitch McConnell. That'll <laughs> really, really shut it up. We don't need no freaking stroke. <laughs> Play some Sylvester and then some Cher. <laughs> <laughs> You'll seize
1: right up. So, to the late Sylvester, we say... Happy birthday! Oh, birthday. Happy birthday! birthday. <laughs> we now move on to our next segment.
0: Bring out your dead! <laughs> Bring out your dead!
1: Yeah, it's time for Bring Out Your Dead! Who died? We had two deaths this week. Who died? Both of them musicians. Who died? The most recent one, his name was Steve Harwell. He died on September 4th. He died from uh, final stages of liver failure. Okay. You may not know his name, but I think you'll know the song on which he was the lead singer of. The song on which he was the lead singer.
0: Sounds like cocaine and poppers. <laughs> <laughs> that, of course, was a song Walking on
1: the Sun. Walking on the Sun? Is that what Walking on the
0: 1997. Sun? Uh, uh, What band did that song?
1: Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. And Steve Harwell was the lead singer One for year? that band. That was in 1997. Oh, I was busy back then. Oh. In 1999, they had another hit song that became popularized in the movie Shrek. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on,
0: get paid. this for one of those ubiquitous pop songs, too. Everywhere. You can get away from this song. What were you saying? I was saying that it was never mind. But oh, that you couldn't get away from them? Yeah, it was everywhere. We, uh, that song was everywhere. Well, was yeah, especially
1: of, yeah. Walking on the Sun. That, I, actually, I love that song. I think it's one of the all time greatest rock songs ever. Okay. Without a doubt. I think the lyrics are fantastic. I love the way it opens with that Doors
0: riff. Oh, remember? Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds immediately like Jim Henson.
1: Jim Henson? Oh, uh, no, that's Jim wrong. Henson was lead singer of the Doors? Yeah, no. Jim Henson, he
0: probably didn't look as good in his leather pants either. Jim, Jim Morrison. Yes, Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. Backed up by Miss Piggy. Yes. Henson, Morrison. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Anyway, we now move, move on to our next
0: decedent.
1: He was born... Wait, s- you said there was two. Yes, I'm moving on to the next one. The lesbian and the gay guy. No, that was the
0: birthdays. Now we're on to the dead guys, both musicians. Okay, so here's the thing. You okay. have to separate them further away because in my head, the birthdays are a parade of dead people. <laughs> well, these aren't birthdays. These are obituaries. Yeah, you got to separate them.
1: Okay, well, these are about... Two straight dead guys who just died recently. And one of them was the guy who sang those two songs. Yes. How old was he? He was 56 years old. Oh,
0: I'm 56 years old. Well, he
1: dealt with chronic alcoholism. Oh, I deal with... (laughs) Anyway, our next decedent died this year, September 1st, at the age of 76. He released over 30 albums. Eight were certified gold and nine were certified platinum. He sold over 20 million albums. He was one of the wealthiest people in the music business, having a net worth of $1 billion. Paul McCartney died? No, no, not at all. Let me bring up who it is, because I don't have this music, because I really don't like this music.
0: (laughs) Oh, is this Jimmy Buffett? Yes, Jimmy
1: Buffett. Buffett. And guess what song he's going to sing right now? Jimmy Buffett's
0: dead. Yes. See, this is what happens. Turn it over. This is what happens when you let white people live uh, on a uh, tropical island. <laughs> okay? They're having fun though. It's harmless. Yeah, I don't need to hear anymore. Neither does anybody in the world. I am not a
1: Jimmy Buffer fan. Me either. But there are lots of people uh, out there. My husband owns a few of Jimmy Buffett's albums. Lots of
0: Jimmy Buffett fans.
1: Parrotheads.
0: Parrotheads, right? They scare me. No, well, most, 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 uh, like a, a fan base with a name is kind of scary. Well, I've hung out with
1: Deadheads, and I've hung out now with Parrotheads. I'd rather be with the Deadheads. The Deadheads. Dead
0: I'll tell you what. Half step. Does that sound familiar to you? Half step. It's a band. Not familiar with them. Okay. I think it's a band, and they 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 either is a Led Zeppelin or a Grateful Dead cover band. hmm And they're very popular, and they played at the theater, and it was a fantastic crowd. Okay. Of course, everybody on Weldwood Avenue was stoned <laughs> because they would step out. Uh, but a great crowd. But they they're all like, like middle aged rocker dudes now. You know what I mean? Well, like, that's like... There are no young people there.
1: When, this is a few years ago, and I was working in the city, we went to happy hour afterwards. We went to this bar called the Triple Crown, about a block or two away from Madison Square Garden. Horses? Huh? Or hockey games? A you, triple crown? I mean, <coughs> horse reference. Horses, okay. So we're there for happy hour, you know, after work. And <coughs> there's a Jimmy Buffett concert at Madison Square Garden. Right. <coughs> this bar was full of parrot heads. These basically middle-aged people in Hawaiian shirts and the hats and the leis and they're all nice and, uh, and there's a whole bunch of them. who was like, I don't
0: like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's too wholesome for me. Yeah. <laughs> cult- cult- cultish wholesomeness. It's like, it's like the Mormons. And then,
1: of course, we got punished, or at least Broadway got punished with, The Jimmy Buffett musical, Escape to Margaritaville. It was bound to happen, Patrick. Yeah, well, the why do you think the man's worth one million dollars when he died? You know, the The man was an industry, not
0: because of the Broadway musical.
1: No, but the man was an industry, and that was part of it. You know, that was all part of it. He was Key West. I mean, he even owned. You know, he had his Margaritaville restaurant chain. He had his Cheeseburger in Paradise restaurant chain. You know, the man, the man man. knew how to. Invest his money. Not my cup of tea? No, definitely not mine
0: either, but... But uh, good for him. Yes. And there are good people who like his music and follow him and, quote, consider themselves parrot heads? Yes. Uh, a couple of whom I... Uh, sure. I must be friends with. I, I am. Sad to say. Yes, I am. Why sad to say? They're nice, happy people. Yeah, yeah, I know. I can stand They want to be sitting it. on an island drinking Mai Tai's getting hot. <laughs> well, don't we all? Yeah. So... Why blame the you know the white people for wanting to do that? Are there any Jack? Are there any black Jimmy Buffett fans? I've never seen any actually, but I'm, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there, there must are. be. It's a horrible generalization to make, but you know what I mean. Yes, I definitely know what you mean. Okay, go ahead. Well, to Jimmy Buffett and Steve
1: Harwell of Smash Mouth, we say rest in peace.
0: Thank you for the music. I used to have lyrics to that. Are you serious? Or I used to know the lyrics to that. Something <laughs> about the lyrics to that. I'll hear it a few times and it'll pop through <laughs> my head. I'm sure it will. Well, it's time for our next segment now. Today
1: in history. Or as you call it, Patsy and the coconuts. Yeah, I,
0: I was going to let Patch and the coconuts go. Well,
1: this was not a great day in history. Okay, what happened? Oh my God, what didn't happen? Oh my God, such a day. Yeah, it was that bad of a day. 1972, September 6th, nine Israeli athletes died at the hands of the Palestinian Black September terrorist group after being taken hostage at the Munich Olympic Games. It's
0: just some horrible shit.
1: I was 10 years old when that happened, and that was on TV like... Twenty four
0: seven.
1: It was. I remember, like, there's this image of this one guy, like, on the hotel balcony mm-hmm. with, a, with mm-hmm. an automatic weapon, mm-hmm. and he has like the ski mask pulled down mm-hmm. over him. That like disturbed me so much as a kid. Mm-hmm. Seeing that really did. Mm-hmm. It was a horrible time when that happened. Mm-hmm. Really, it was a horrible incident. Mm-mm. So that happened. Mm-hmm. Then, 1983, <laughs> the Soviet Union shot down Korean Airlines Flight 007. Now, hold on, I remember that. It was an uh, it was a civilian flight, and it, was- it apparently violated Soviet airspace. Okay,
0: what's the story? Where was it going. But on? the what operatives happened?
1: didn't know it was a civilian aircraft, and they shot it down. Shot it down.
0: Yes. It was a Korean air flight going from...
1: I don't. I forget what its destination okay. was or where it came from.
0: Okay. Is it easy to mistake Russian airspace from Korean airspace?
1: I do not know. All I know is we did a lot of finger pointing at the Soviet Union, and then I think sometime after that, we shot down a civilian airliner somewhere in the Middle East, I believe.
0: Let alone the one over Long Island, but we don't know who did that. Well,
1: yeah, we don't know who did that.
0: <laughs> not a conspiracy theory. Oh, come on. That plane was brought down. You think so, so I huh? do. I think that plane was brought down. Flight 800, Google it.
1: And also today, in 1997, two and a half billion people watched around the world on television this person's funeral. Hold on. Say it again. What year? 1997. 1997. and a half billion people watched on television this person's funeral. Diana. Princess Diana. She was buried today in 1997. On the island in the family estate at Orlfaw. Yep. Yes, she was. I was kind. I was quite. I don't. I don't. I may have watched a little bit of. I think I watched the Elton John portion
0: of the funeral. I didn't really watch the whole thing. Uh, it seems to me from the moment he met her to the moment they buried her, I watched her.
1: Yeah, I know you were. I was a big quite fan. a fan.
0: Quite a fan. It's devastating.
1: Yes. So that was all the sad stuff that happened in history today. But one good thing happened today in history, and this was in India. Okay. Which, since we have a lot of Indian listeners. Yeah, but
0: you make it sound like good things don't happen in India very often. No, but in
1: India. But this was a very good thing, because five years ago in 2018, the Supreme Court of India decriminalized all consensual sex among adults in private, thereby making homosexuality legal throughout India. I think that's amazing, right? I also think it's amazing that we have to legalize sexuality. It's a, well, it's more amazing
0: that they illegalize, criminalize, sexuality. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, good for them over there in India. Yes, that's a lot of people. That's a big fucking deal. That's a big chunk of land. That's nice. That's good. That's and you know what? I bet a whole bunch of those people weren't ready for that. Yeah. I bet, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I sure there were a lot were, of people. I bet they were not.
1: Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people. You no, know, probably for of course religious oh, reasons. You know, because yeah, you have the Hindu
0: religion there, the Muslim religion there, so yeah, I'm sure it did not go over well with a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know m- too much about the Hindu. I don't know too much about the Muslim, but I, I, my guess is they don't like the gays.
1: That's my. I don't know as much about Hindu as Muslim. Islam does not. They uh, don't like the gays. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So good for India. That's all I can say. Happy anniversary yeah, of yeah, passage India. of the law. We now move on to our next segment.
0: What's the word? You're
1: <laughs> Oh, I heard something about this. It seems I'm sorry. Did you say what is the word for cow? What's the Indian word for cow? I don't know. Why is that
0: important? Because we were just talking about India. I know. They, 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 and their cows. Yes. So I was throwing a little shout out. I was throwing a little. I'm with you, India. I was trying to show a little support.
1: India. I'm I sorry. Doing up the cows. I'll, I'll I'll look it up right
0: now. Oh, so so you have a <laughs> plot here going on because you never look up shit uh, if I ask you to. Uh the Hindi translation of cow. None of us care anymore, Patrick. It looks like it's gay. G a a y. Of course it is. You have to get a pronunciation. Also spelled
1: g a a e. Let me see if I can find a pronunciation. The- did you, are you using Google? Yes. How to pronounce gay. No. Ga. Yeah. Gah. 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 So that's how you say cow in Hindi.
0: Gah. Okay.
1: Are you satisfied now? I was ready to let it go, what, an hour ago?
0: <laughs> well, you had the ask, so I had to look it up. Uh, I'm going to hold you to that every time I ask a question. Oh, okay. You Especially do that. the ones that tighten your sphincter and
1: lift your hair. <laughs> Now we move on to our next segment.
0: What day is it? Could you play tell me? What day is
1: it? I'll catch
0: Yes, what so gay he is it? My curiosity about the pronunciation of cow in Hindi. Yes, uh, was overshadowed by me saying, "Oh my God, I heard something on NPR about this very topic. These random days of the year." Okay. Okay. So I heard something about the, about how there's this guy, like he makes money off of it because of like gift uh, cards and stuff. Okay. But he like he he. It was on NPR. go fucking Google it. <laughs> it was something about how he like makes up these holidays and and uh, trademarks them somehow. Okay. Okay, so and like he'll get written suggestions from people. Okay. So this is a this is clearly a cultural thing that I'm not caught up on. But it's what day is it, so I'm gonna take my guesses, okay? Okay. Okay. National Zipper Day. No. National Day of uh, Dried Meat. (laughs) No. Okay, it is the day of the uh, eternal consumption.
1: No. Today is National Read-A-Book Day. Read-A-Book
0: Day. Are you currently reading a book? I'm currently reading a couple of different books. Okay. I'm sort of that person. Okay. Okay. What books are you reading? Um, I've been reading Barack Obama's, I think it was his first book, Finding Hope, Hope is Here. Okay, whatever. Land of Hope or something. Um, Hope Springs Eternal. Hope is everybody, yeah, yeah, whatever it is. And it's his, basically, how he became president, and it's the, well, that's what I'm up to. But I've been reading that for about three and a half years. Okay. Uh, I read the scripts continually. But script that's what I've been them. reading. I've just been reading scripts uh, lately. I, that's really I, been about I it. I read whatever it is I'm reading continually. I, I read them when I poop, because... <laughs> the lighting is good I'm in the right position there's not a whole lot else to do nothing else to distract you so I you know the light like I said the lighting is good uh, and I'm in the right position so I um, yeah I do a lot of reading when I poop good to know and then I have shit on my camera remind me never to borrow a script from you oh please <laughs> I have shit on a Kindle. Yes. That every now and again I'm like, oh shit, the Kindle. And I go back and read some of that. So, yeah, I, I read. Cool. Good. As do I. But it's not only National Read a Book Day,
1: it's also National Coffee Ice Cream Day.
0: Oh, I used to love coffee ice cream. I thought it was so sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't think it's sophisticated now? Uh, I haven't had ice cream, Patrick. I haven't had ice cream. Really? I don't. I can't even tell you. Oh my God! Sorry to hear that. Probably more than a decade. That's a long time. And it's a long without ice cream. I can't go a day without ice cream. I don't miss. I don't miss sex as much as I miss some food. <laughs> and ice cream is one. of Ice them. cream is one of them. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's just too violent. Oh, okay. It, it, yeah, becomes something that, and it's not like I. I can eat cheese. Yeah, but not ice cream. Ice cream. What about frozen yogurt? Ice cream goes through me like the Nazis through Poland. <laughs> It's just violent and fast. Um, Thank you for that description. <laughs> jugger, jugger, uh, frozen yogurt. I like frozen yogurt. No, you can eat.
1: You can eat frozen yogurt. I
0: don't know. I haven't. You yeah, know. I don't
1: know. Okay, you let us. You try for the next episode. Let us know how it goes. Uh, I'll make sure I do that homework.
0: <laughs> we
1: now move on to our next segment, wherein we take a look into my briefs. <laughs> I, love that. I thought you'd like that. I always love that. And today, look into our breeze, it's all about Justice Samuel Alito oh, of the U.S.
0: Supreme Court. This fucking guy.
1: Yeah, well, let me tell you a story, but after I sip my tea here, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse of Rhode Island lodged a formal complaint with Chief Justice John Roberts against Alito for violating several canons of judicial ethics. This all stems from an interview that Alito gave in July to the Wall Street Journal, which followed passage of the Supreme Court Ethics Recusal and Transparency Act in the Senate Judiciary Committee. In the interview, Alito said, No provision in the Constitution gives Congress the authority to regulate the Supreme Court. Period. So, White House complaint cites him for improper opining on a legal issue that may come before the court and improper intrusion into a specific matter. Hold on, hold on,
0: hold on, just for a second. Yep, you're saying improper. Yes, is does is that not meant? It's not illegal. It's improper, unethical. Is what he's saying. Not illegal. Not illegal, illegal. but nothing we could do about it. But hey, check this out. Look at what it's is. a violation of ethics. But is they don't follow ethics.
1: Well, that we know that. But so, now he's basically calling Alito out because apparently the Supreme Court is not doing anything
0: to correct the problems going on there. So now, so, Sheldon yeah, Whitehouse, we kind of like the ones brought to our attention by the works of Clarence Thomas.
1: Well, that's all. That's what all this legislation that they're proposing is stemming from. Is all that's these, what I'm saying. Is is all these revelations all? about Thomas and Alito?
0: Now it's the, the light is
1: opening a little. And right. Starting to catch. So now the Congress is trying to pay, enact some kind of legislation. Right. To enact some kind of code of ethics for the U.S. Supreme Court. Okay. Here, Alito. In this July interview, expresses the opinion that Congress doesn't have the authority to regulate the
0: court. Okay.
1: Which is a little legally unsound, because Congress has been regulating the court since the founding. Just right away, it sounds wrong. It is wrong. So he cited him for that, but that wasn't all he said. He said that Alito's comments will encourage challenges to all manner of judicial ethics laws already on the books. He also cited Alito for improper intrusion into a specific matter at the behest of counsel in that
0: matter. Oh, I said, what? So the, the, the lawyer said to, hey, look at this.
1: Yeah, that's what they're saying because. This lawyer, his name is David Rivkin, and he's been basically fighting Congress's efforts to pass these these ethics laws. And he's also a member of the Federalist Society, of which Alito is a member and patron. And he also was one of the people who interviewed Alito for the Wall Street Journal. And lastly, oh, not not lastly, Alito was also cited for improperly opining and intruding on this matter when he has a undisclosed, long-standing personal and political relationship with a person involved in a dispute over the legislation and investigations. Okay, hold on. Go ahead. Finish. This is in reference to a man named Leonard Leo, who is the co-chair of the Federalist Society, and who's probably been more responsible than anyone else for the wave of appointment of conservative judges on the federal judiciary and the Supreme Court. In the complaint, Leo is cited as being Alito's companion on the luxurious Alaskan fishing trip in 2008 and facilitated gifts to the Justice of Free Transportation and Lodging, which Alito claims he didn't think he had to report. To and from Alaska? Yep. And then finally, the complaint... The the complaint claims that Alito is using his judicial office for personal benefit, attempting to interfere with the Senate's probe into undisclosed gifts and travel received by Justice Alito, and further investigations that may reveal additional information that Alito would prefer not to come to light. Now, what does all this mean? Everything is exactly as it has been forever. It's going to go to John Roberts. That's who this complaint was filed with. And Roberts will... Ignore it. Ignore it or do as little just as possible it. about it. You want not address Maybe it. Maybe a
0: hand slap to Alito. I don't think so. No, no, no. Because if you go after Alito, Clarence Thomas should be in jail. Do no. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it, it just... They, they both
1: should be off the bench for their ethics violations. They both should be
0: off the bench. Here's my question. Not in defense of them, but this isn't the first time. This is probably institutionalized.
1: By now it is, yeah.
0: So what I'm saying is, yeah, it shouldn't be that way and it should be illegal and we're going to try to blah, 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 we're going to get you, blah, blah, blah. Okay? But um, it's probably coming as a bit of a surprise to these guys who have been part of this culture and now are reaping the benefits that... I didn't know I had to disclose that. Like you're a Supreme Court justice. You're How can you not know, know everything? Yeah, exactly. You're supposed exactly. to know everything. That's why you are the Supreme Court justice, because you know everything. Yep, that's it. And they're claiming that they follow a code of ethics, but obviously it's it's bullshit. Follow, well, i bullshit. They're not like following say, anything. That's a code of ethics that even I think is a little loose, okay, because... Uh, you know what? The, the trips and the this and the that, that's all got
1: to be going on, Patrick, forever. And these are all players in the D.C. game, of course. too, you yeah. You know, but they all have
0: business before the court. What I'm saying is, I, I'm I'm thinking of this as like business as usual. It has been this way for 150, 200. Well, it has been this way. Well, so I think this. I think at this point, it's like the court is inadvertently
1: begging the Congress to reform it somehow because it can't go on like this. Its credibility right now among the across the country is so freaking low. Oh my God! There's no. It has zero credibility. The Dobbs decision, like really, that's where it really started no, from. Man. It actually started before that, but no, Dobbs put them in the fucking gutter. On their
0: their interviews, They're televised. They're, yeah, interview their televised, yeah, Ar- the arrogance. It's uh, yeah, I- all right. It is what it is. So and I hate that expression so much. I know. It is what it is. I hate that. Yeah. It's yeah. applicable everywhere.
1: I know. That's the problem. That's the problem. We need we need real freaking change and that's I don't think I mean I I'm doubting more and more whether that's going to happen in our lifetime.
0: Our lifetime? Mm-hmm. Bitch, no. How are you asking that holding a bowl to your face, lighting smoke into your lungs and you saying our lifetime? Tick-tock. Tick-tock, bitch. <laughs> Patsy and the Coconuts is coming for you. (laughs) Anyway, we now move on to our next segment.
1: Yes, dive into your shelters. It's time for the Week in Fascism. I
0: have to say, the last two sections were so dry (laughs) and, like,
1: it may have been dry to you, but I'm sure there are people out there who found it interesting. Okay.
0: What I'm saying is the loud, scary horn yes. comes at a good time to wake him up.
1: Oh, really now? Yeah, yeah.
0: for those who were napping during the, you know.
1: You don't find that you didn't find the story about Alito interesting?
0: That's not That's not what I'm saying. That's exactly what you're saying. No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> you So I'm just saying that. Uh, it's a good time to wake people up. Say, all right, come on, we're moving on. Yes, we are into the week in fascism. The week in fascism. He and this week, we had some
1: good away. news. This week in the week in fascism, okay. because it led to the conviction of the leader of the Proud Boys, Enrique Tario. Ain't that some shit? Twenty-two years, twenty-five. Years? Twenty-two
0: years 22 in prison. Years he got right. that's the biggest one yet, right? The, this is the that's the biggest sentence so far, and the. DA has been asking for double that time all across the board. There's a, a bunch of them have already been sentenced. Oh, yeah. And they, they the judges, like, cut in half the time that the DA was asking for. But this is this has been the longest sentence 20, so far. 22 years is a long And period.
1: what's amazing is is he that wasn't even there. he wasn't even at the Capitol that day. He wasn't there. I'm going to give some background to this guy, because this guy's a real humdinger. In
0: 2004, when he was 20 hum- years humdinger. Hold on. Is that word too archaic for you? It's a little archaic for archaic. <laughs> In general, it's archaic. But you can continue. Thank you.
1: In 2004, when he was 20 years old, he was convicted of theft. In 2012, he was indicted for his role in a scheme to rebrand and resell stolen diabetic test strips. He was convicted and served 16 months out of 30 months in federal prison.
0: Okay, can I just say something? Uh Uh-huh. That may have been a public service. Because, like... Equipment medical equipment is expensive for people, so so he may have been providing a service for people who are not insured by you know, Aetna.
1: Let me go on. Continue between 2012 and 2014. He was an informant to both federal and local law enforcement, where he assisted the government in the prosecution of more than 12 people in cases involving uh, steroids, gambling, human smuggling. And also grow houses where marijuana was being cultivated. And he worked repeatedly undercover to aid an investigation. So far. Of course, he denied all this, but then it became publicly revealed in 2021 after the
0: insurrection. Okay, hold on. Two seconds. First Mm -hmm. of all, okay, I think I answered one question. Okay. Okay, which was, I have no idea who we're talking about now. Enrique Tarrio. And, okay, yeah, okay. And the second one was probably gone from my head now because I spent so much time talking about the first one. I've said it before, though. Whatever my last argument was, I'm reinforcing it. Okay. Okay, so so rewind. We're talking about Enrique Tarrio. Okay. I know, I, well, I didn't know his name, but I know he's the guy from who wasn't there. Yes. The Proud Boy who wasn't there. Yes. First of all, Proud Boys, while we're in a little you know situation. <laughs> yes. Doesn't it sound like the gay group on campus? No? Like, certainly at an all- No, boys, maybe the Pride Boys. You well, know, I mean. <laughs> the Pride Boys. Uh, okay. It just seems to be like a questionable- These guys are more like the Prude Boys. Well- <laughs> There's something. And so this guy now gets 22 years. Yep. And, and, and. Well, I'm going to give you some more background. Oh, okay. Yeah, his resume.
1: Because he joined the Proud Boys in 2017. He became the chair of the organization the following year. Okay. So it's not a very big organization. Yep. Now, on December 12th, 2020, he and the Proud Boys participated in in a march in Washington, D.C., protesting Trump's election laws. Okay. And during that, he and the group took and burned a Black Lives Matter banner from a black church, which was also later vandalized along with two other churches. He was charged with misdemeanor destruction of property and two counts of felony possession of illegal high-capacity ammunition magazines, Which police discovered when they arrested him? Now he was there for this because
0: he got arrested. Yeah. Okay. So the question came.
1: So he was released on bail on January fifth, but on the condition that he was banned from entering the Capitol except for trial or meeting with his attorneys. But when he was indicted for conspiracy for his involvement in the insurrection, they showed that Tario, stationed in a Baltimore hotel room, encouraged the Proud Boys via social media and encrypted messages to attack the Capitol. He had convened a quote-unquote, Ministry of Self-Defense to coordinate the leadership on January 6th. He told his followers, do what must be done, and later, in an encrypted message, said, do it again. To another message he wrote, make no mistake, we did this. They also introduced evidence that Tario had discussed with associates, a plan called 1776 Returns, in which the crowd would storm government buildings, and they referred to the U.S. Capitol as the Winter Palace. He was convicted of seditious conspiracy, obstruction of Congress, Obstruction of uh, law enforcement and two additional counts of conspiracy. Before he was sentenced, he cried and his voice cracked as he begged the judge, please show me mercy. I ask you not take my 40s away from me.
0: His 40s?
1: Yeah, because he's like 39 right now. 22 years? 22 years. So he'll be out when he's, what, 60, 60. 61? Fuck you. Too fucking bad. Don't take my 40s away from me. What? You're a fucking... Domestic terrorists. What? Fuck you, right? No, no, honey. You launched a plan. Yeah. And take yet, over the capital. What did really
0: you just... fucking expect, mercy? And that's why they're all going to turn on him eventually. Know, something, yeah. Something happened today because uh, a uh, one, uh, oh, 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 one of the IT guys in Mar-a-Lago uh, is turning. Or oh, has, what a surprise! Has turned. Okay, I, no. I haven't heard that, but that's. I'm, I'm not just, surprised. It's just happened. Of course, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, and then something about oh, the two of them can't have. Uh, they they their separate trial. They're going to be tried together. Starting in October. Okay. But I don't know what's going to happen. She wants to do all of them starting in October, the whole 19. Yeah, that's not, gonna that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. The judge is like, I don't know how. There are going to be motions upon motions to the. That's things. what he said. And and then the, the guy, the whoever the 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 lawyer was who was from her office in front of the judge today was like, he said, how long do you think it's going to take? And they, he said four months. How many witnesses? 150. Uh, but all that's before voir dire. I think we'll be lucky if any of them start by the end of this year. No. They couldn't possibly. Yeah.
1: That's what I mean. I don't see how they can.
0: And sh- so they asked, the judge asked the guy from her office, uh, 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 make up a brief about, like, how they sort of plan to do this with 19 defendants. That means that every witness is going to be cross-examined 19 times. Yeah. 150 witnesses, 19 times. Or... Do so you do them individually and call that witness in? Nineteen separate times. They can always record their depositions. They can yeah, swear under I, oath. I, you know what? I'm not a, a. But there's nothing like the guy sitting in the chair telling me. Oh, of course. A deposition is one thing. Of course, but we'll Oof. see when that happens. Yeah, yeah. You got. You, you got to see him get pissed off. Like a lot of these people are going to be fucking pissed off. A lot of them are pissed because they're going broke. Yeah. They're going broke. Lawyers are expensive. And Trump ain't bailing them out. The only thing more expensive than law in America is medicine. America. <laughs> yeah. No kidding, right? So, yeah, I, I have, you know, they did it sort of to themselves by doing what they did. But, uh, yeah, it's good. Like Rudy has to sell his penthouse apartment or whatever Rudy's in Manhattan. fucked. Yeah, he is totally fucked. Rudy is fucked.
1: Fuck, right, he's totally fucked. Everything about it, his reputation, everything hey, he's in the he, toilet. He's in the toilet. This, was, this was America's mayor, remember? For, for, for Donald Trump, yeah, to suck the ass of Donald Trump.
0: To imagine,
1: no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. Thank you, no. Anyway, we're gonna move on to our next segment. Yes, it's time for what we like to watch. And what have you watched this past week, or this even this past summer, Tommy? So
0: I read. We need to talk about Kevin. Okay. A while ago, I saw the I saw the movie. I read the book, and the book made me gasp out loud at the reveal. That's Literally, what I read. Yeah. Gasp out loud. If I remember correctly, the book is presented as a series of letters i actually i never wrote okay book, i think so. it's a series of letters that the people are writing back and to those involved yeah are sort of writing back and forth to each other and that's how that popped up and somebody had posted something about this movie always disturbed me and put the link and i was like oh my god that book made be so i watched the movie okay and it's i don't know if it's because i was familiar with the story okay. but the impact was not the same it's it's told differently, the story. Very differently. Yeah. Very different. A lot of silence. Yeah. Which, for a drunk old gay man, at night, I needed three <laughs> separate viewings to get through the whole fucking <laughs> thing. Give me some fucking dialogue. Give me police with something. You know, Give. keep me awake. Yeah, she was intense. You, Tilda saw, Swinton. you saw the movie. I saw clips of the movie. I, okay. I, I Whoever see the whole plays thing. the mother. Tilda Swinton. Okay. Is intense. She's great. From beginning to end. Yeah, she's, I, she's great. I, at some point I was like, girl, you know, maybe it's, you yeah, <laughs> something. Yeah. Uh, it's a. It's she a, plays a, a, a
1: flawed character. She's, you un, know.
0: Well, yeah. Yes. Who blames herself for everything and. and Yeah. Is treated like she's in charge, uh, like she's responsible for everything. It's a horrible, horrible story. And I watched the movie, and I liked the movie, and I recommend the movie, but I recommend the book, book even more. Oh my god! That's almost always the way. That that I tell you that that left an imprint in my head. That was I, I was shocked. I can imagine completely, yeah. su- completely taken by surprise at the reveal of that book. Yeah, um, and it's such a horror. It's about a school shooting. I mean, for fuck's sake, I it's know. horrible, right? Exactly, and a school shooting with bows and arrows. Yeah, that's what's so it's even more <laughs> it's weird. Like, about it. Bow and it, arrows. Yeah, it's fucked up. So uh, it's a hell of a story. So I watched that. Okay. The thing, red, white, right, red, white, and, and royal, royal blue. blue. steven has been begging me to watch. I'll that. watch the movie. It's cute and adorable. I'm not a big romantic comedy person. Yeah, 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 but you know what Stephen loves. this stuff. As far as gay movies go, you have either this or 900,000 coming of age stories. Yeah, I know. And I like it. So enough of the coming of age, which is why leading to the third thing I've been watching, what's that thing about the adorable the and it's a European thing and the rugby player and Oh God, hold on. But Red White and Royal Boot, my husband
1: keeps telling me that they have very hot sex.
0: It's ador- it's adorable. <laughs> it's it's a very, it's a cute movie. The yes, they have they have pretty hot sex. <laughs> uh, and they're both beautiful to begin with. So yes. uh, I can't remember the other name of that. Uh, uh the thing about the kids in school.
1: You don't mean heartbreakers.
0: Heartstoppers.
1: Oh Heartstoppers, yes. We just watched the second season
0: of that. Uh, i mean, I that's a good show. Uh, I'm about six or seven episodes into it yes it is a good show no I'm not running back to catch up to it because it's that just it's that coming of age thing which is adorable and the boys are adorable and the, the it's written nice I remember telling it to you before you even watched it yeah Uh yeah uh, oh I remember what it was that kiss their first kiss was really really exciting yes and really really well done yeah yeah uh, I liked the other thing about the older people was that we, we were just talking about that you didn't see. Oh, forget it. <laughs> you if
1: got you, me so confused. you
0: can not keep up with the snail's pace that my <laughs> mind crawled. That at, you switched topics at a moment. You moments really notice. should start looking at Shane pies. <laughs> Go ahead. Just continue. Did
1: you watch any RuPaul this summer? I watched all the RuPaul
0: available, which now is... Australia. Okay. Which I found out something interesting, which is, I uh, there's RuPaul's Drag Race and there's Drag Race. Okay. Okay. RuPaul appears in RuPaul's Drag Race. Really? Yes. RuPaul does not appear in Drag Race. Okay. So hold on. It's RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. That's the American Drag Race. That's the Drag Race. <laughs> There's RuPaul's Drag Race UK, Drag Race UK. RuPaul is there. There's <laughs> Drag Race Holland, Drag Race España, Okay. Drag Race Philippines, Drag Race Lichtenstein. Oh, exactly. <laughs> there's a Germany, I think, that just opened, and there's a Canada. Oh, my God. Okay, all of those are Drag Race. But it's not RuPaul. But it's not RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, my God. And it's RuPaul's Drag Race Australia. Which is live now. I can't. I still can't get to All Stars Eight. Okay, because it's behind the paywall of Paramount Plus, and I'll Figures. I fuck you. I won't do it again. I love you, RuPaul, <laughs> but no. I'll wait. So yeah. So some RuPaul. Yeah, some RuPaul. Uh, yeah. Ooh, anything that, else? That kind of, I don't know. I, I don't know. What'd you watch? We watched. Uh, we watched a lot. Of- actually, actually, you did.
1: We actually. Watched this whole. We spent most of the this, this, the past two months watching the series. that we didn't watch when it was running, but now we watch it called Mister Robot. Oh, I was with, watching that when it was running.
0: And really good. A couple of
1: uh, he's adorable. Ronnie Malek was. Excellent. And he's guy. excellent.
0: The oh kid my is god, just good!
1: He was great in it. Christian Slater's really good in it. Really good. The show's a mind fuck. I mean, it's like, oh my god, that happened. Like, oh my god, that's what's going on. Okay. Show's a total mindfuck. We watched all four seasons. Loved it. All four loved seasons. It. It's only four seasons. I may go back and busy. go back. The fourth season is amazing. He does some incredible acting in the fourth he's, season. Well, he's he's just really good. That kid is just
0: really really good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's. Yeah, just, he's- Okay, all right. And he's adorable. Yeah. Totes adorbs, as the kids would say. Got a nice ass. Yeah, he does. He's <laughs> got a nice ass. Which is 80% of it. Sometimes that's all you need that's, is a nice ass. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Spread the word.
1: <laughs> and also we watched this really bad movie, I guess about two weeks ago, on Netflix. Called The Strays. Okay. No, it has nothing to do with the dog movie with Will Ferrell. It okay. has nothing to do with this. this. is a whole other movie. Do not waste your time watching it. The Strays. The Strays. What's the plot? It's all about this light-skinned black woman who seems to be in denial of being black. And at the beginning of the movie, she abandons her children and the man I guess she's married to or whatever. For we assume because he's beating her, we're not really sure. And she starts a whole new family. And then these two young people show up in her town, and they start becoming friendly with her other kids, and you eventually find out they're her kids from her previous life. And then before you know it, things go on, and the two abandoned kids, who are now like in their, I guess, 20s maybe, the ones in the teens, the ones in their 20s, basically hold the family hostage in their home and begin torturing them. And we were not, did not, we are like, who the hell was this movie made
0: for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was awful to watch. Well, like, uh, what was the one Farrah Fawcett did where she kept the guy in cage? Oh, extremities. Extremities.
1: That's not an easy movie to watch. That's either. not an
0: easy movie to
1: watch. But this could have been done so much better. I thought they were going to make more of the fact that she's trying to deny her blackness, and it just became another thing. It just became a surface thing that just got ignored. Maybe and people, that was the point. But people did just like stupid things in this movie that you normally that normal people wouldn't do. It was just. It, it it got ridiculous. It really got ridiculous. Okay, I believe you. Yeah, do not watch this movie. Do not waste your time. Okay, bad movie. Then we watched a good monster movie. Believe it or not, just the other night. A monster. Movie? A monster movie was on Amazon. Was it on Amazon Prime? It's called Black Demon. Okay,
0: you seem so excited. Look at you.
1: Well, because it was better than I ever expected it to be. I thought it was going to be just another cheesy monster movie, horror movie, well, or whatever, yeah. like most of them are. Black Demon. This one was actually pretty decent. Okay, so tell me. It's all about this family, husband and wife, their two kids, Cute. and they go down to Mexico because he's an inspector for an oil company. Okay. And he has to go inspect this rig that's off the coast uh, that's being shut down. Thus, isolating them. Right. And they get to this village, and the village is now, like, in poverty. And they're saying because there's a curse on the, on the village because of something wrong. And, th- and this monster in the ocean is part of the curse. Okay. And they call it uh, the Black Demon. Okay. It turns out it's a megalodon.
0: A who? A megalodon.
1: A megalodon. Which is like a giant shark. Giant, you, my motherfucking giant of 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 fairies of, of. Well, it's mythological. No one's ever seen. No claims ever, clean, ever seen. Dirt. A yeah. But anyway, the family ends up on the rig, which is falling apart. There's, There's only looks? two other survivors on the rig. There's
0: nobody else there,
1: and. Instead of just concentrating on who's going to get killed next and the blood and the gore. No, of course not. It focused more on the family and what you find out more about what's going on on this rig. And it actually became interesting.
0: Okay. you I know, see how, but okay.
1: It did. It actually became interesting because okay. of what you find out. It was, I recommend it. I definitely recommend it. Not your rig? It's called The Black Demon. The Black on Demon. Amazon
0: Prime. I've known a few of them.
1: Then we watched an old classic movie. But Stephen had never seen it. And I was like, you have to see this movie. It's fucking great. Okay. Judgment at Nuremberg. Oh, I love that movie.
0: Excellent movie. Oh, my God. Judy uh, Garland.
1: Judy Garland, Spencer Tracy, Spencer Tracy, Marlena Dietrich. What's his name? The Hot Guy. Montgomery Clift.
0: Montgomery Clift. Uh, Richard
1: Widmark. Yeah, yeah, Maximilian yeah. Schell, who mm-hmm. won the Oscar for his performance. Burt Lancaster. Otto Klemper or Colonel Clink from Hogan's Heroes. Uh, yeah. William Shatner is in the movie as the bailiff, basically. Yeah. The court clerk. Yeah. It's a great
0: movie. It's a great movie. Three
1: hours long and worth every, every minute of second. watching of it. Because the acting in it is so incredible. Just to watch... And like, it's a hell of a story. Well, yeah. It's basically it's based on the trial of the, the judges in the... Judiciary system during the Nazi era. Wait, you just made that so
0: confusing. How did the, I make that confusing? Uh, it was the trial of the judges of the judges who were in the, the
1: German judiciary system during the Nazi era. So those people who were in the Nazi,
0: uh, Nazbra, those were the defendants? Yes, those judges. With the defendant. Yes. So it was all about the judges. So we're not seeing devils.
1: No, it doesn't get into all of that. It just centers on this on this uh, specific case because okay. it takes place maybe I mean, like two years after the war. All right. And
0: so it's lawyers fighting. Yes, but it's more than that.
1: It's more. Of course than that. it is. I mean, Spencer Tracy he becomes friendly with Marlene Dietrich. She's trying to rehabilitate the image of the German people and everything, and she wants it's to. Just, she just wants to move. Later, she just soon. wants to
0: move beyond. Of course, she does. She's German. No, we got to sit. We got to stew for a couple of months.
1: Go ahead. But I love this movie just to watch the acting in it, specifically Judy Garland and Montgomery Clift. I think it's Judy Garland's best performance ever on film. Next to, I'd say, A Star Is Born. I think.
0: But I think it's her best dramatic role. From what I've read and seen, like, universally, it's this movie that is her acting
1: pinnacle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was nominated for the Academy Award for it, as was Montgomery Clift, who, to me, was amazing in that. I mean, mean, number one, this is after, this is some years after that horrible auto accident he was involved in, where he got disfigured and everything. At Joan Collins' house. No, Elizabeth Taylor's. House. Home. Home. Outside of her home. Yeah, 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 yeah. She ran out. She ran down there and basically had to like pull like his tongue out so he wouldn't get yeah. so
0: Montgomery Cliff, Elizabeth yeah, Taylor.
1: Yeah, so he became this figure, but they did
0: surgery on him, but he didn't look the same. You know who Elizabeth Taylor is, like historically speaking? Perhaps the most famous, most glamorous, uh most expensive. fang-hag.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she was a fruit fly. Yes, no kidding. Of course she was. And Montgomery Cliff was one of them. Yes. They were great friends. She was a fan hag. Yeah. But Montgomery Clift at that time, I said this is some years after the accident, he became an alcoholic. He was on painkillers
0: because of the pain in his face. Oh, yeah. Well, and when you're Montgomery Cliff, and you have pain in your face, that's going to cause depression, which is going to say, hey, alcohol isn't that expensive. So, yeah, I can see how that happens. Yeah. So he shows up on set. They give him
1: the script. He actually rewrites some of his dialogue. Yeah but his problems remembering it. So the director, I think it was Otto Preminger, was the director, said, you know, look, you know the character, you know what he's about and everything. Talk, just talk. He goes, and if you get lost, just turn to Spencer Tracy and say something to him. He's the judge. He's on the bench. He gets through the scene. It's like 10 minutes long, and it's an incredible acting to Is it a monologue? No, he's being questioned. Okay, He's playing a developmentally disabled man, who is basically sterilized by the Nazis okay. Uh, by judicial decree. So they bring him on to basically to verify all these orders of sterilization right. and bring him on as a witness to it.
0: We think this happened, and yeah. you say it happened to And you. then
1: Maximilian Schell, playing the defense attorney, cross-examines him okay. and tries to discredit him. And he's struggling and stuff, but he makes how he feels. Not, and it's it's painful to watch, but it's,
0: it's incredible acting. Okay. Really is Okay. So, can't recommend that movie enough. I have seen that movie uh, clearly. Not to the extent that you have frame by frame uh, <laughs> fucking going forward. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big, beautiful movie. Yeah, it really is. Highly recommend it. It's black and white, though, you bitches. So, yes, so it is so black a, and white. Take a breath and go ahead and watch because it's okay. <laughs> it's black and white, okay? They knew what they were doing.
1: Yes. And then lastly... I've been making Stephen watch reruns of the British TV show The Avengers. Oh. oh. Specifically only the
0: episodes with Diana Rigg. Okay, so so you're planning to die. So. <laughs> why why? Why? You've seen them? They're done. The I haven't f- seen all of them. I've seen a lot of them. And actually the
1: ones we're watching right now are from the 1965 season. I've seen more of the, which are in black and white. i see more of the color ones, which started in 66. Okay. How so old were
0: you?
1: I was like, what? Well, when they made the show, 66. I was like... 66? 66, I was four years old.
0: You were four. But okay.
1: they didn't start showing it over here until some years afterwards. Okay. So I was a bit older. You were then. about eight. And I was fascinated by Diana Reagan and all her great leather outfits in the show and everything. And nobody
0: knew you were gay. Yeah, nobody knew I was
1: gay. Okay. <laughs> What they did, they didn't tell me.
0: Well, all right, so...
1: But for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, The Avengers is not a Marvel TV show. It was a British TV show. It was basically a spoof of the spy movies back then, because this was during the Cold War, when we're in... Was it a spoof, Patrick?
0: Well, yeah, or I'd did say... did they take themselves a little too
1: serious? It's very lighthearted. It really is very okay. lighthearted. And it was, it was Patrick McNee as John Steed, very debonair, in his suit with a bowler hat. And his partner, in, well, he had a number of partners throughout the years of the series. But for a couple of years, that partner was played by Diana Rigg
0: as Mrs. Emma Peel. Emma Peel.
1: And those were the best years of the show. Because so, of
0: her wardrobe. Yes. Which was basically suits <laughs> and boots. She also wore
1: more than that. The other night we were watching an episode, she had this beautiful, like, leopard print coat. Oh, my God, it was gorgeous.
0: Okay. (laughs) Leopard print. Yes. Diana Rigg. Diana Rigg, 1967, 68.
1: Yeah. Okay. Probably Nice. (laughs) So that's it for We Like to Watch. Thank God. That was a lot, wasn't it? It was too much. It was too much. Oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. You got to cut this shit down. Oh, I'll see what I can do.
0: Yeah.
1: We now move on to our next segment.
0: God, Karen, you're so stupid. Stupid.
1: Oh, it's just endless. Yes, it's time for stupid people.
0: It's just endless.
1: Uh, yeah, there have been so many, but this one oh. stood out for me because of the bigotry involved. And I'm talking about none other than Elon Musk. This guy is such a dick. He just... He's such a dick. Doesn't know to shut up. I mean, look. In comparison, do you know who Warren Buffett is? I do know who Warren Buffett is. Okay, you're probably one of the few, many people probably don't know that name off the top of their head. Okay, I he's know. He's a billionaire. Yeah. How often do you he hear about... He died this week, didn't he? No, he's still alive. That's Jimmy Buffett. Okay. talking. <laughs> fuck out with you,
0: yeah. idiot. Okay. <laughs> uh uh. <laughs> But anyway, together. how often do you hear about Warren Buffett in the you news? You almost never hear about Warren Thank Buffett. Thank you. And Elon Musk we hear about at least once a week. All uh, right, But they're two different people. No, I, mean, I know. You get Warren Buffett, you can say the same thing about Warren Buffett and what? The Facebook guy, Jeff Bezos, So all of them. You don't even see them in the
1: news as much, because they don't all in, engage in all Jeff the self-promotion Bezos, Jeff, that he, like, Musk engages Jeff in.
0: Jeff Bezos is only in the news when he divorces people. <laughs> Bill Gates, usually when he's appearing in front of Congress, and the same with the kid from fucking Facebook. Which kid from Facebook? Good, Steve, Steve, the, uh, the Facebook guy. Gutenberg. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Steve... Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Steve Gutenberg is an actor. Right, I knew that, which is why I didn't go ahead and say his name, because I knew it was wrong. But what's his name? Zuckerberg? Mark
1: Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. Although Fiat must challenged him to a uh, uh, mixed martial so arts fight. Musk say? Well, oh, this one now.
0: In a post on X, formerly known as Twitter, the biggest mistake in the history of mankind. Changing oh, Twitter. The, to, the biggest mistake in the history of advertising, marketing. All next to New Coke. That was. Sorry, a this thing. Thing. is this is the <laughs> this is a bigger mistake because New Coke. They got rid of new Coke and kept with Coke, and Coke still exists, and Coke is still number one, right? This X thing? Yeah. This is going down yeah, in not, flames. The whole in, thing's going down in, in flames. flames. But in a post on
1: X, Musk said that U.S. advertising revenue for, for X is still down 60%, primarily due to pressure on advertisers by the Anti Defamation League. Quote, that's a parenthesis, that's what advertisers tell us, close parentheses. So they almost succeeded in killing Twitter. He also claimed that since he took over the platform in October of 2022, the Anti-Defamation League has been trying to kill this platform by falsely accusing it and me of being anti-Semitic. To clear our platform's name on the matter of anti-Semitism, it looks like we have no choice But to file a defamation suit against the Anti-Defamation League. Oh, the irony.
0: Okay, so first of all, you accuse these people of ruining Twitter and make it... Okay, you got rid of Twitter. You got rid of Twitter. It's not Twitter anymore. It's X, you dumb spoon. What are you talking about? You did that. The Anti-Defamation League didn't do that. And go ahead and sue the Anti-Defamation League for defamation. Which... It's ridiculous just to look at. Yeah. Okay, it's just funny, and it's ironical if you're, you know, on that side. It's sort of funny.
1: Well, the thing about it, what has brought all this on is because the Anti-Defamation League and other groups, including this one called the Center for Countering Digital Hate, has found and reported that the volume of hate speech on X has grown dramatically under Musk. Hold on. This is what he promised. Yep. They said in one instance, the Center for Countering Digital Hate found the daily use of the N-word under Musk was triple the 2022 average and the use of slurs against gay men and trans persons were up an average of 60%. They also showed that they were in a separate report from the Anti-Defamation League, both an increase in anti-Semitic content on the platform and a decrease in the moderation of anti-Semitic posts. So what it must do last month, he sued the center for countering digital hate accusing the group of deliberately trying to drive advertisers away from the platform by publishing reports
0: critical of the platform's response to hateful content. Was there, a, did he admit to any truth to what they were What they were nope. saying? Did he say that what they're saying is not true, we don't do that? He's saying that he and X are not anti-Semitic. But well, it's like, but by, so by calling them anti-Semitic, you're defaming them. And being as big as they are, uh Well he's suing them
1: mostly because of the reports that they're publishing saying all this hate is now increased under Musk.
0: But that's what he said was gonna happen. Well he that put one, it as really, he's allowing everyone everybody, back yeah, on a free, everybody gets He's to, a free speech absolutist. Every, right, everybody gets to say whatever they want. But hell if you're you gonna want. report bad shit about
1: me, I'm gonna sue your ass
0: off now. That's that well, that's the irony of the whole
1: thing is you know, you and you don't have to look too deep. And plus, also, if you look at the optics of it, you are assuming a Jewish group. Yeah, I, I mean, it just... It's just the optics of it. This well, On top of everything else going on on your
0: social media platform. This is just... He is, like, the gift that keeps on giving. He's just so... I don't know. Stupid? Out of touch? Is he... Or is he, like, joshing all of us? No, I I truly
1: believe he he is absolutely sincere and... Everything he says, I absolutely believe that. Oh, Jesus, you couldn't even say that about. In a him. way, I think he's. In a way, I think he's guileless. Uh,
0: well, I mean, he clearly feels no shame. Oh, obviously, so, uh, obviously. So uh, that's what that's the that's the that's the public face is of this guy who is just completely assumingly irresponsible. Uh, I don't know. It's just so weird. Does his billions of dollars, I guess it does, give him the right to do that or give him the freedom to do that? Or is that what a billion dollars does is it makes you just free to be an asshole? Yeah, right? Because it doesn't matter. I got a billion dollars. That's why it doesn't seem to matter to him. He spent forty-four billion dollars on a company that was worth like what twelve? Yeah, and now it's bleeding money. It's hemorrhaging. Yeah, he changes it. He gives it the worst logo Ever. imaginable. Ever X, and it looks it looks. Why not pull brand X while you're at it? it but he's got this hard on for X. Yeah, Elon Musk. One of his kids was named X. I think or something, something like some that. Like yeah. That. Something with Tesla X, SpaceX, everything, yeah. So, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know. So he's just, he's fascinating, though, because, well, he's spending his father's money. He started with his father's money. Well, yeah, that's what he did. He started with his father's money. Which Sims Trump. It
1: was the gold mine, the uh, the diamond mines the, in South Africa. South Africa. under South Under apartheid.
0: Right, right, right. That's why his family made the money. Blood money.
1: Everyone talks about, you know, they admire him. Like, for what? He's never created anything.
0: He buys things. We've done this thing about Musk a couple of times. Yeah.
1: He's come up on this segment a couple of times. Let's save the people. (coughs) Yes, we will move on. Let's let
0: them go early.
1: But to Elon Musk, we say, Stupid! You're so stupid! Yes, you are. Jesus. We now move on to our next segment.
0: On roses, oh, Julie! roses, whiskers on kittens, Like copper kettles and warm woolen mittens,
1: brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of
0: my favorite things. <laughs> better. Feel better now? It's better. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes, it's time for five faves. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> There's so much pressure here. Why is there pressure? Never mind. Go ahead. It should be easy. It should be easy. Go ahead. Well, today's five
1: phase, we were asked to name the five TV characters that annoy us the most. Okay, I'm ready. Who's here in First one? We may have some in common. George Costanza. Ooh, I don't have him on my list. George Costanza. Is, <laughs> I'm not surprised. He's annoying. <laughs> yes, he is. Go ahead. My first choice, Urkel from Family Matters. Oh, uh, he's
0: annoying.
1: Oh, God, I hated that character. He's annoying. Hated him.
0: Yeah.
1: Who's number two on your list? Cosmo Kramer. Are you are you, you
0: going to name the whole cast of Seinfeld? One at a time. Are you shitting me? I, every one of them is an annoying, unlikable, selfish, uh, materialistic, opportunistic bitch. Every one of them. And that extends to the supporting cast. And you find that all annoying? Yes. There's nobody. This, you know what? This was my problem with Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. There's nobody to like. Okay. 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 The only person who gets away sort of scot-free is Evan Hansen's mother. Okay. But it's not enough. Okay. So, yeah, none of those people on that show are likable. None of them are likable. None of them. So uh, they all annoy me. I don't watch it. I have watched it enough to be annoyed by each one of them. Okay. Okay. Well, I there's said, only
1: four of them, so that means there's one from another TV show. Newman. Oh, Newman you find annoying well, Newman, too. Newman, Newman, Newman
0: annoys them. For fuck's sake. So you have named all five of yours at once, basically. Seinfeld. <laughs> Every one of them is just... They're just... Unlikable people. Uh, they just and and I think that was the strength of the show. I think that's what the show relied on. Okay. I think that's that's what. Made well, it. yeah, it showed people doing bad be- bad
1: behavior. You know,
0: uh, whether and or not and they laughing started. at it. Yes, and uh, mm-hmm. it was wildly successful. It yes, still is wildly successful. None of those four people, probably even the fifth have to work again. Oh, God, no. Well, Newman went on to Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, that show is fucking funny.
1: Yeah, love that show. One of my favorite TV comedies. Well, since uh, you've gone through all of yours, I'll finish off the rest of my list. Next on my list is Wesley Crusher on Star Trek The Next Generation. I
0: loved him. I
1: hated that kid. He was, he was, a- was annoying. Oh, stop Oh, my
0: it. God, he was annoying. I loved him. Why? Uh, because he was adorable and curious and I liked him. Oh, please. He was annoying. Shut up. You're annoying. <laughs> the
1: thing is, I like Will Wheaton, but I hated Wesley Crusher.
0: I, I... There are fan
1: clubs devoted to hating Wesley Crusher. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm sure there are, and I'm sure they're all full of bitter queens like you. <laughs> Next on my list, and you may not be happy about this one. I'm going to Because it involves Neil Patrick Harris.
0: Okay, be careful here. The character Barney on How I Met Your Mother. I never watched it. I have no emotional attachment. Feel free to hate. Good. Hated his character. Hated, hated, just obnoxious, obnoxious the whole time. See, now this is, like, that was the point of his character. Maybe it was the point. I didn't like this character. Was to be completely obnoxious. I almost named the other character in the show,
1: Marshall, who's also who was annoying in the show, but not as annoying as Neil Patrick Harris's okay. character. Okay, Mars, okay, Hated his character.
0: I'm going to count that as a success for NPH.
1: Okay. Okay,
0: because you hated a character that's supposed to be hated. Okay. Or hateful, or awful, or...
1: Well, everyone thinks, oh, he's so funny. No, I just found it obnoxious.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, that's yeah. okay. The fuck was that all about? Next on my list. I feel like I need a shower. Did
1: you watch the show Charmed? Uh, no. I did. Stephen was a big fan of it. It
0: sounds like a Stephen type show. It
1: was about three sisters who are witches. Yes. Yes. It was one of those supernatural fantasy shows, of there course. Was, there was a cat,
0: a black cat. I think there was. I
1: don't remember.
0: Spoke English. It was a witch uh, again. No, no, that was Sabrina. That Sabrina. Sabrina, the teenage. Witch? Yeah, that was Sabrina. But, but the three sisters who were witches. Why did they go with Sabrina? I mean, first of all, that was it's a no name. I know, but it was Bewitch's kid's name. So you take a whole generation of people and you wait. Is this supposed to be like Samantha's daughter's story? No. First of all.
1: There was no Sabrina on Bewitched. There was. There was her sister Serena. Okay. And her daughter was named Tabitha. Okay. If you're going there was you're confusing the comic book character Sabrina, the teenage witch who spun off from the Archie comics.
0: I think you're a horrible person. (laughs) Gotcha on that. Sabrina, the teenage witch. Yes. Had a black cat that spoke to her. Yes, that was also a witch. Or Maybe it was a uh, familiar
1: or whatever. I don't know. I didn't watch the show. I didn't either. But anyway, I'm charmed. This one sister, her name was Piter, P- uh, Piper. Piper. F- fucking annoying as hell. She's okay. always like frowning, always so deadly serious. Okay. Acted more like a mother than
0: a sister. Uh, so she's like the. the... Drill drip. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Didn't. Cardiacopa. Uh, oh, couldn't stand her. Every couldn't party stand needs her. A yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Shannon Doherty was on that show for a while.
0: I have no idea who that is. You remember Shannon Doherty? She was on Beverly Hills 90210? Yes. I remember that. I never watched that show. You never watched that show either? No. That was a good show. That was during a different time in my life. (laughs) I was busy. You were busy. I was busy. Don't. Just go to the next fucking topic. My last one in this
1: topic, a five phase, it's actually two characters because they're in the same show and I found them both equally annoying.
0: And you can't help but squeezing in an extra helping.
1: Potsy and Ralph. Oh from my Happy god. Patsy was the hottest thing. I hated them. You're an ass. They were the most stupid characters made to make Richie look good and to act as a common foil for. They were the foils. I hated them, dude. You can't do comedy without the foil. They were just Ooh.
0: stupid. Okay,
1: I prefer. I liked. Forward. I like Lenny and Squiggy on Laverne and Shirley much better. Who did
0: stupid much better well, than Potsy and Ralph? Let's just say they were much broader. <laughs> well, yes, they were. Okay, so Potsy was a hottie. I never found Anson Williams hot. Patsy was hot, okay? Who else on that show was hot? Nobody. It was Patsy. What about Chachi? Chachi was hot, but Chachi Byer. came later. Oh, okay. Okay, come on. Chachi was how many cat What can we mook out of this? <laughs> you weren't hot for Tom Bosley? No. Sadly, I'm still not. I would probably be getting lucky if I was, but I'm not. So, yeah, Patsy was hot. And you need you need that Ralph character when you got you got Fonzie. It was meant to be about Richie, yes, okay. So you need, but needs, then they brought Fonzie in and he became the focal point. He needs foils, yeah. That that's sure. But
1: still, I hated Ralph and Potts. They were just wow. unnecessary.
0: They were stupid, not. They uh, were useless characters. They were not
1: on. Hated them. Hated them.
0: Go ahead. That's your right to hate them. Is your right to consider them unnecessary is uh, bad. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is. Go ahead. What's we'll your next one? We are now
1: at the end of the segment. Believe oh. it or not.
0: Oh, I can't believe it.
1: We now move on to our next segment. Get off my lawn! Oh.
0: Did you hear
1: me? I said, get off my lawn now! Yes, it's time for the grumpy old game and gripe of the week. And what's your gripe this week, Thomas? Uh, there are so many to choose from. It's just
0: uh, a plethora, a plethora. Yeah. I love the word plethora. Yeah, yeah. I figured you might. <laughs> plethora? It sounds like something that would turn you on. <laughs> Show me your plethora. Yeah, see? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Let me touch your plethora. It didn't take any time at all. You were right there ready. <laughs> yes, that's... Hit me with your plethora. Yeah. <laughs> Drown me in your plethora? Drown me in in your your plethora. plethora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coat me? Coat you? Coat me in your plethora? Oh, okay. (laughs) We'll try to
1: center on one specific gripe. Uh, Okay, so... Oh, God. Yes? I have none. Yep, please. Tell me yours. Mine? Yeah, inspire me. This fucking heat this week. I thought we were done with it, and now it's like Florida weather
0: up here right now. Now let me ask you. That's my gripe this week. Okay, and I agree with you because it's shitty and it's moved. awful.
1: I mean, I like hot weather. This is miserable outside. No, this is. No, this the is, air feels so heavy. It's
0: gross. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. Now, uh, now, I heard something on the radio that they were talking about. Like once every ten years, okay, September does this, and I'm thinking in my life, what I remember is. September always does this. Oh, we was we used to call it Indian summer. Indian summer. Yeah. Okay,
1: yeah. So I'm not surprised by it. I don't I said I don't mind hot weather. I don't mind it being hot in September, but not when it's this oppressive. You yeah, well, know? The, it's the ninety hu- degree weather and
0: it's humid. The humidity makes it thick. Yeah. Yeah, and except if you're talking about girth. It's not worth it. Thick is not <laughs> good you know. Girth.
1: Soup. But I, like, took Abigail out for a walk yesterday, and that was even worse than today. And we like I, cut, like, sh- I like, cut short the walk because it was just so freaking hot out. No, we don't want to. She doesn't like going out in the heat that much either, but I, she needs the exercise, so... He'll
0: stop and pull. He'll stop and pull in the other direction. No! He'll stop... Him. And, of course, once he stops and pulls... I'm committed to go that extra, you know what I mean? I like, know, right? No, you can't, no, I'm not going back yeah. because you said so. Yeah, so we exactly. got to go on. So what's your gripe this week, Tommy? When the dog b- stops to pull, to go back, and I got to drag him on. That's your gripe? Because he's right. He's right all the time. He's always right. The dog's always right. When it's too cold, he don't want to go on. He stops, he pulls back. So that's your gripe? He, the rain? He don't want to go on. Is he that stops, your gripe or is this your rant about your dog? I don't know how many different colors you got. (laughs) (laughs) You're making whatever you want. Oh, my God. Whatever you need it to be.
1: I'll take it for
0: what it is.
1: It is as it is. What it is. Not it is as it is. (laughs) It is what it is. Yes.
0: No. You can't. Oh, did I ruin it? Twice. Did I ruin the moment? Twice. First, you said it Is as it is, which sounds Shakespearean as your typical New York leprechaun that you are. (laughs) Then, when you said it correctly, when you said the line, when you got the line right, yes, it "It is what it is. You said it in a Shakespearean accent, I said it
1: with iambic pentameter,
0: which ruined it it because what it is, yes, (laughs) but but the the what sounds wrong, so you were. You did it wrong both times. Oh, so sorry. Combining the two, you got two probably good readings. But, yeah, not the way it was. Thank you. I'm, I'm trying to help. You're a big help. you don't even know. <laughs>
1: We now come to the conclusion of this week's episode. Did you enjoy yourself, Tommy? Are Inter- we still, doing, being gone for are two we still months? doing
0: this radio thing?
1: Yeah, we're, we're at the end now. Okay. Yeah. How, did you have a good time? Sure. Did you miss it after two months? No. No? No. Shame on you. Well, I
0: mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what the truth is? I was getting tired. Getting tired of what? Of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you fuck. You know, I uh, yeah. You're not allowed to get tired of me. You're not married to me. Oh. <laughs> Only my husband's allowed to get tired of me. Is that a rule? Yes. <laughs> you don't see me enough to get tired of
0: me. Well, that's true. well yes. I don't see, Okay. I don't see you as much as he does. Oh, yes. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. No, for real. Like, you both work from home. Yes. Okay, are you apart all day? Yes,
1: I'm usually here in the Zen room, and he stays out in the den where he has his little office set up. And you're there for all day? Pretty much. I mean, we interact with each other, of course. you run into each other in the hallway on the way to the bathroom? We. He'll come in here. I'll go in there, talk to him. He'll come in here, talk to me. Okay. We don't mind being together all day long, unlike many other couples we know.
0: Well, no, I'm just not thinking about that sort of comparison i'm thinking about you two individual people yes and your sort of personalities and uh software glitches (laughs) your sort of idiosyncrasies and how would you annoy the shit out of each other yes and i was wondering how that was how that works from a day-to-day love conquers all puke
1: (laughs) we now come to the conclusion of this week's episode we want to remind you, you can find all of our episodes, plus bonus material, at our website, www.grumpyoldgameandtheirdogs.com. You can also follow us along on Twitter and on Facebook. And I think that's about it. I want to thank my producer and husband, Stephen Prendergast, who helped provide us with beverages and snacks. And I want to thank my friend Tommy Gibbons for returning once again. I had to decide. You had to decide? I had to decide. What what did you have to decide? I I had to decide.
0: And then I said, yeah.
1: How beneficent of you. (laughs) How kind
0: of you. Could you spell that, please? Yeah, I can. Beneficent? F U C K. (laughs) you you're, you're a little <laughs> leprechaun
1: <laughs> and on that note we're gonna say have a good night have a good week have a good life and we'll see you next time
0: bye bitches